Thanks for listening to the High Street Young Adults Podcast. For more information and how to get connected, check out highstreet.org slash youngadults. guys i'm not jared uh sorry i'm i'm logan but hey man i'm just telling y'all i'm pumped up tonight because i'm sitting over there and i just keep thinking like i can't believe we get to do this every tuesday you know what i'm saying like i can't believe we get to come in we get to worship god man it's so awesome i love it i love you guys if i haven't met you before i want to meet you uh we're glad you're here thanks kyle I might need that tonight i might need that thank you uh i'm excited that you're here as we start a new series, a new season of young adults. And uh, tonight we're gonna be starting this series called Message Sending. Message Sending, everybody has something to say. Who are you listening to? So everybody does have something to say. Who are you going to listen to? And I gotta start off, I wanna ask you guys a question. I just question with a question here is, why do you think the way that you do? Like why, why do you think the way that you think? And, and that, that question, if you're like about to go into college, you could be in your, your psychology 101 class or whatever, and uh, you could spend a lot of time talking about that. And there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time studying that. Um, you know, you could keep philosophers busy with that question for a while, but there are different things that impact the way that we think, um, how you grew up. Uh, that, you know, how your parents raised you, who your friends are, where you live. For instance, my, you guys know Andrew Perez. Andrew's right over here. And Andrew is, is from like the West Coast. And he wears things that I've never seen someone wear like together before. And so I have to like, he tells me like, you wouldn't understand it's a West Coast thing. I'm like, cool. All right. I can't wear that. I'm not going to try. But like, he's from a different place. So I'm going to trust him that it is cool somewhere. Uh, and he looks good doing it. So Shout out to Andrew. Um, But different things influence us, where we grew up, where we lived, where we're from. Uh, There's different things that impact the way that we think. And we certainly live in the age of information. I mean, did you, right now, every second, every second, there are 40,000 things Googled, 40,000 questions, 40,000 searches on Google every single second. That's 1.5 billion searches every single day, which over a course of a year, that's 1.2 trillion searches. I don't even know how many zeros that is, but that's a lot. You know how I know that? I Googled it. You know what I'm saying? That's how, I don't know where else to go to find that out, but we are in the age of information. I love Pastor Eddie says all the time, it's like, there's so much content out there, you could never take it all in. Uh, We've got podcasts, we've got, uh, you you know, you can watch news anywhere. There's Twitter, I mean, all these different things. There's always information coming to us. And uh, did you know that we actually spend, on average, four hours a day on our phones? Four hours a day on our phones. I would say for this demographic, probably a little bit higher than four hours even if we're looking at the average. Four hours a day and over half of that time spent is on social network uh, like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, different social networking things that are constantly doing what? Giving us information, right? If you get on Facebook right now, someone has shared something because they want to to inform you about it. You know, sometimes you're seeing stuff you don't even want to see, but you're taking in, information is there. We are in the age of information. We have instant access to it. Think about this. 
No generation has ever had more access to information, ideas, and thoughts than we have. Like, we're living in it right now. You can access everything. Now, don't, don't hear me saying, like, I'm not, like, the anti-social media guy. Okay, I like it. Uh, you know, I like YouTube and stuff. I think it's fun. It's a good time waster. I'm not saying we should all, like, let's have a bonfire next week, and we'll just burn all the technology, all right? Instead of a book burning, we'll just, everyone throw your iPhone in, bring your iPads, your laptops, and we'll just burn everything. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying there's no doubt that the information that we take in, like it's, it's a lot. And there's definitely no doubt uh, that it impacts us. And kind of the, the basis for this series where we really started thinking about it, Coco, Jared, and myself sit down and we're like, where, where do we wanna go with this semester? And Pastor Eddie said something one week this uh, summer when he was preaching in our Summer in the Psalm series. And he said this statement, he said, everything you consume is discipling you. Everything you consume is teaching you something. And we all kind of like, that, that stuck with us. Because the content that we take in impacts us. It impacts us. It has an effect on us. And so the question we want to ask then is, in the age of information, when all this different stuff is coming at us, like what are we actually going to listen to? Um, you know, back to school time, it doesn't matter if you're in school, out of school, shout out to all my teachers in the room, had my first day back today. My voice, man, I'm gonna be struggling tomorrow, I'm telling you, but it's good, I love it. But it, like we, we function on like seasons of life, right? And back to school time across our nation is that for people. And it's like in this new season, who are you going to listen to? And that's an important question because I believe that what we think about drastically impacts our lives. It drastically impacts our lives. And so uh, let me be clear, like I, I, I do have an agenda with what I'm trying to say. Like everyone is trying to, if you get on a news website or whatever, they're trying to convince you of something. Uh, they're trying to, uh, allow you to view things in a certain way. I definitely have an agenda with what I'm saying tonight. Let me be clear about that. And my agenda is the agenda of this church. And it's this, is that when we have questions in life, you will hear us say this all the time, that we wanna open up God's word and see what does he have to say about it? What does God have to say about who we should listen to? What does God have to say about the information that we take in? We always wanna go to scripture and go to God's word and see what does he have to say? It's not our own ideas, but looking at what does God have to say about the questions that we have in our lives. And so I want to start off tonight um, and, and just kind of look at a passage of scripture. And it's from the book of Philippians, which is in the New Testament. And the New Testament is the time where Jesus has walked on earth. Uh, you have the gospel books, which really chronicle his life. And then you have like church history after that. And a couple other books, letters in there. We're sitting in the New Testament here. And Philippians is a book that is written, it's a letter written by a, a man named Paul with his disciple, Timothy, right? A guy that he was trying to influence, a guy that he was trying to teach to the church at Philippi. And what his, it's really a letter of encouragement. It's an awesome uh, book in scripture and uh, it, it's short. Like you should just sit down and read the whole thing. Sit down, read it as if you were like just reading a letter because that's really what it is. 
It's pretty powerful. I want to encourage you to do that. But we're going to be in chapter 4 here, and we're going to be in verses 8 and 9. And this is the close of Paul's uh, letter. It's towards the end of what he's writing and encouraging a group of believers with. And he says this. He says, finally, brothers. This is a word that uh, brothers and sisters, believers in Christ, all right? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Hey, I want the God of peace to be with me. I want the God of peace to be with you. In this season of life, that sounds like, I want that. I imagine you would want the same too. Like if God is who he says he is, if God's really real, I want his peace, right? And I know that you all do too. That's why you're here. That's why no one's here by accident. And so how do we have that? Is when we set our minds on things that are worthy and commendable and good and excellent. And what's so interesting is the end of verse eight here, where it says, think of these things. When you go back to the Greek, most of the New, I mean, the New Testament is written in Koine Greek, which is like a common Greek language at that time. Why? Because I know that God wants, wanted everybody to know his word, right? So it's written in this common language that people understood. And it really, this word here means to dwell. That we're not just supposed to think about things, but we're supposed to dwell in them. Dwell in what is good, dwell in what is pure and what is commendable and excellent and worthy of praise. Like dwell in it, sit in it, bask in it, in every aspect of our life. Because here's the deal. You can't always control everything that's said to you, all the information that is given to you. Some of y'all are going to sit in a college class for the first time this semester and have people tell you things And you have to decide, is that true? Is that something I dwell on? What do I do with that? No matter what stage of life you're in, you will have people feeding you information. And you have to decide, like, am I going to dwell in that? And what does God tell us to do? He tells us to dwell in things that are good. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking about whether or not I I was going to talk about this or not, because I I didn't know, I just, I didn't know how to really go about it, I guess. But one of the things that like God's been working on my heart uh, in this, like let's get practical for a second. There's, there's two different stories really. Number one is I went on a family uh, reunion trip with my wife. Man, talk about a great time going to a family reunion for your wife's family of like a hundred people. It's great. That's reason number one why you get married, okay? And to get to ride 10 hours in the car with your in-laws, it's phenomenal, all right? It will... It's great. It's great. I'm sure I annoy them more than they annoy me. Y'all know I can talk a little bit, so um, I'm just saying. Uh, but I was on this trip, and what I, what I realized is, like, I had, I'm sitting in a car. I've got nothing else to do, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm getting, I realize I'm taking in information. I'm checking this, checking that, reading this story. And over this course of the weekend, I found that, like, when I came back and I started studying for this, I was like, I'm having trouble, like, putting the information away. I wanted to always take something in and be busy and distract my mind. And I had to like take a step back and be like, man, am I like making time to take in things that really matter? Like, am I giving God space? Am I giving God space to speak into my life? But one of the other things that's happened, which was, was kind of referring to earlier is 
Uh, I watched the first couple seasons of Stranger Things, okay? And uh, I liked it. I thought it was an awesome show. And I'm sitting there watching it and the new season comes out. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, and I start to watch this show. And Emma and I, my wife, we get like an episode in or something. And there's this scene where uh, really there's two kids who are high school age that basically sleep with one another and have a sleepover and like the mom's cool with it and everything's good. And it's promoting sex outside of a marriage relationship. And so I watch that and I'm kind of like irritated. Like the Holy Spirit's like, you're okay with that? Like, is that in God's word? And I'm kind of like sitting there like, come on, it's just, it's it's TV show, right? I can watch this, like I'm married, it's not a big deal. And, uh, and, I, and I, I just had to stop and like God kept like, I, I felt this call to not partake in that. And, and here's why, because God has laid out very clearly in his word that marriage is between a man and a woman and that sex is a great thing, it's a good thing, we can talk about it, like it's, it's awesome, God created it, but we shouldn't celebrate and partake in something that is encouraging something outside of that that's encouraging sex outside of the way God designed it to be. I, I'm a teacher. I see the ramifications of sex outside of marriage all the time. You know how many kids I teach that um, are from single parent families? And I'm not knocking anyone that's a single parent. Like I get it. I've messed up plenty of stuff in my life. I understand that. But I'm saying it's hard. It's tough on those kids. And, and so as I was watching this, I was like, that's not, that's not commendable. It's not excellent, it's not pure, it's not holy. And I don't want you to hear me saying like, oh man, he's like legalistic, can't do anything fun like that. Uh, My life's no worse than I not watched it. Let me just tell you that. My life's no worse not having taken that in. And I had to make a decision like, and I'm not patting myself on the back because trust me, there's plenty of times I don't do it the right way. But was I gonna listen to the the, the nudgings of the Holy Spirit to be like, are you gonna take that in? Are you gonna support that? And so for me, that was a moment where this got really real and really practical. It's like, I wanna honor God's word above everything else. Like that's what I wanna strive to do. Do I do that all the time? No, I want to, I hope to. I hope in 30 years I can look at my life and see, man, I've chosen what God has asked me to do long enough. I love Jared says this all the time. He said it to our group of our leaders before, is that Satan plays the long game. Satan plays the long game. He plays the long game, even with our society. It's like, that's not that big of a deal. Hey, you watch that in a TV show? That's not that bad. You see that on Instagram? That's cool. You have your friends talk about things a certain way? Like, just accept it. It's all right. You don't have, it's not a big deal. And what that does is I think over time, it sets us up where we're baited to the edge. And then when we cross the line, culture is going to chastise us. Like there's a clear point when we do cross the line. And so we have to be careful with what we're taking in. I think that's why it's important in this season. So maybe you're sitting here tonight, and uh, if you're anything like me, sometimes I'm like, okay, God's word, I wanna set my mind on those things. How in the world do I do that? Like, maybe you're in here, and I've been there before where it's like, God, hello, I'm trying to do things the right way. I'm trying to do what you've asked me to. I wanna set my mind on things that are true and that are good and that are just, but I'm having trouble. And uh, it seems like sometimes you take one step forward and two steps back. I just wanna encourage you to keep plugging away, but how do, we, how do we begin to change our mindset? Let me tell you this. The first thing that we have to be sure of is that if we have a relationship with God, it will begin to change our mind. 
If we have a relationship with God, it will begin to change the way that we think, the way that we act. It will be the best decision that you've ever made. Because uh, here's the deal, is that uh, at, the, at the beginning of time, we were made to be in relationship with God. And I want to kind of walk you through a couple pictures on the screen is that um, we were made to be in a relationship with God. And that while we were over here, right, and God's over here, that sin entered the world and it caused a gap and a division between us, right? We suddenly, like we were, Adam and Eve in the garden were, were in unity with God, but what happened is a sin. What is sin? Sin is any time we choose to do something outside of what God has asked us to do. When sin entered the world, when sin entered the world, did that cause a division for us? Did that cause some separation for us? And we suddenly didn't have the relationship the way it was intended to be. But God had a master plan all along. Let me be clear about this. God had a master plan all along. Is that he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us in order to bridge the gap between us and God. So that what God did was he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to take away your sins and to take away my sins. That he lived a perfect life. That where like we strive to do these things, we strive to be honorable and just and set our mind on things of commendable, that Jesus lived this out and he was perfect. And that he died on a cross in a sacrificial death so that we could once again be connected with God. That that is where a relation, that, that's where if you wanna to start to be able to set your mind on things that are better, that's where it all starts. You gotta have a relationship with Jesus. You gotta ask Jesus in your heart. Scripture makes it clear, all you gotta do is call, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. They'll be saved. And I think sometimes we get so used to hearing that, but that's amazing. Like if you saw everything I did, the fact that God has given me grace, what? That's incredible. And let me tell you, I want nothing more for any, I, I want every single person in here. Let me tell you how amazing it is to live for God. I want you to have the peace of God in your life. These, we're here tonight because God is good and he has blessed us. And he's been so good to us, so gracious to us. I just want you to know that God doesn't have a list of commands and rules for you to follow for no reason at all. That the reason he asks us to do things is because he's the author of life and he knows how life is going to be best for us. I'm telling y'all, get around some people that have a relationship with Jesus and that are seeking to do these things and it will change your life. It will change your life for the better. It starts a relationship with Jesus. I wanna talk about five things real quick that as a church, kind of in this new season as a church too, uh, that you're gonna to get to hear about all the time. Uh, and I'm really excited about this. There's five things that we want every single person in this room to do. If you go to iTree, there's five things we want you to do. We believe they're all biblical. We want you to attend a service. We want you to attend a service like this, like Sunday morning. We want you to be there. Like, listen, y'all, when you get to come in and worship with the generations on Sundays, it is amazing to see people that are 60, 70, 80 years old. We have 90 years plus in this church. To get to worship with them is amazing. We want you to attend a service. Why? Because we know it's gonna help change you and allow you to be able to set your mind on things that are good. The second thing we want you to do is we want you to get in a group. 
We have a lot of different types of community here at High Street. We have Sunday morning community. We have Wednesday night Bible studies. Uh, we, we have um, uh, DNA groups and small groups. Uh, and so we're about to launch our groups here uh, this coming uh, in two weeks, right? Okay, the first week of September. We're launching our groups here uh, within our young adults. And we want you to be in a group. Why? Because you weren't intended to do life alone. Did you know that? Like God did not design you to do life alone. And so when you're in a group of people who are pursuing things together and you can sit there and discuss, that is powerful. I can promise you this. I, I could speak the best message that I could possibly speak. But if you're in a, you are in a group, you will grow more from that than listening to me. I hope what I say is a catalyst for you to do things in your life. But when you get to do life on life with people, it will change your whole world. It will help you to do these things that Paul is talking about in Philippians. The third thing we want you to do is we want you to engage in spiritual disciplines on your own. We want you to read, your, read scripture. We want you to pray. We want you to fast. We want you to tithe. The reason why we want you to read scripture is because we're sinful people up here delivering our message. We want you to read the word of God and see what it has to say. We want you to be knowledgeable in what scripture says. Why? Because when you're in God's word, God's having a conversation with you and training your mind to be sound in the things that he has called us to. The fourth thing we want you to do, okay, this is speaking directly to someone who's like, I've got a relationship with Jesus, is we want you to find the one. We talk about finding the one uh, here all the time with our team. Uh, and as a church, we've talked about this a lot. That's anytime you invite somebody to church, you have a spiritual conversation with somebody or you share the gospel with somebody. Why? Because if God is who he says he is, and if Jesus was actually the son of God and came to take away our sins, then that's the most important message in the world, period. And we want people to know about that. We want people's, you know, we talk, we sang about it so in like a couple different songs. Is it like, we don't have to be broken anymore. Like that God has put breath in our lungs. We want people to know the hope that we have. We want you to find the one. The fifth thing we want you to do is we want you to join our team. Did y'all know that Tuesday nights don't just happen? There are 40 plus leaders who show up early every single week from setting up the banners to recording services, to making graphics, to making sure worship runs smoothly. It's a team effort. And when you, like the joy that you can have when you know that my effort has gone into helping people have hope in their life, there's nothing better than it. There's nothing better than being able to work for the kingdom of God. And we're all challenged that we have a role to play in the church body. And so here in two weeks, we're kicking off our team tracks here specifically with young adults. It's a six week process. You come from six to 640 before the services on Tuesday night. You'll learn how to share your faith. You'll learn how to have spiritual conversations. You'll learn a more in-depth version of the bridge illustration we talked about. You'll learn about commitment and communication. We want you on our team you go through that process, then you join a team here at Young Adults. Because guess what? My dream is, is that one day we take these banners down back here and we don't ever see them again because we're so on purpose about sharing the message of, God, of the gospel, message of God with people. That we have so many people on our team that we're just starting something amazing. That God would do something amazing. I believe that can happen in Springfield. Why, why not? It's a college town, Missouri State, Evangel, OTC, all these different places. There's young people, there's young families. We've gotta go get them. We gotta get outside of the church walls and go get them. I would love to see a day when we take down the banners and we never put them back up ever again. That's what I wanna see. 
for our community because I know what this community does for me on a regular basis. The way y'all fill me up, the way y'all encourage me, the way that you build me up, it's amazing to be able to look at people out here and be like, yeah, that person helped me out a lot. That person really helped me grow. That person picked me up when I was down. I know that I can call that person whenever I need something. If you don't have that community in your life, will you please keep coming back? Will you please keep coming back so that we can help build you up? Because scripture tells us that every single person has value and that we are all created by God. I want that for you. So as a church, as we enter into this, this season, this is what we're asking, this is what we want for you. Why? Because we know that it's going to, uh, it's gonna help you set your, th- your mind on things that are pure. It's gonna change the way you think. And uh, as we close here, I always say that like as, as we close and I'll probably talk for like five more minutes. I'm sorry, okay? Give me a break, come on. All right, it's fine. You guys got big plans tonight after this or something? You got somewhere to go? Couple, anybody got any dates going on? That'd be good. We should have a show of hands. I'll stop. Jared gave me like the, all right, I'll quit. I'll quit. I'll quit. All right, we're going to the book of Deuteronomy, okay? Transition to the Old Testament. In my personal reading, was that smooth? Okay. Uh, In my personal reading, uh, I was was reading through, um, been reading through Deuteronomy and I came across this passage and it was like, man, God, you gave it to me at the perfect time uh, because I think this is what really sums up what God has to say uh, about this, what God has to say about this topic of who we should listen to and what should we should choose to take in. And this is what it says in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, verse 11, it says, for this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, then we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. God's word is not too complicated for you. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but you are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob to give them, that you may dwell in the land. This was God speaking to the Israelite people in the Old Testament. And he's telling them, I want you to dwell in this good place that I'm giving you. Same way that Paul challenged us to dwell on things that are pleasing and commendable and that are good. And what would happen as a community, I promise you this, I promise you this, if you will pursue this in this next season of life, it will change your heart. All of us need this. I need this message all the time. 
Different things are coming in every day, trying to influence the way we think. Man, I need people around me to just go back to God's word and say, here's what God says. Here's what his word says. I want that for you too. I want it for our community. And so uh, as we're closing here, uh, I'm gonna ask everybody to bow their heads and uh, we're gonna have a time of response. Thank mm-hmm. you.